This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. You are listening to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined by my co-host, Aaron Murray. Aaron, it's Thursday. It's Conference Championship Week. We have been doing a show every single day this week to give our listeners exactly what they need. And straight off the bat, Aaron, you know what? I'm mad at you. And do you know why? Why are you mad? Why would you ever be mad at me? Is I my listened, question. You know, I listened to yesterday's podcast, and, and admittedly, we taped it at seven a.m. and I sounded dead. I sounded dead. I sounded half asleep, and I'm mad at myself, but I'm holding you accountable as well. You're my co-host, so I'm mad at you also. So I need you to do one thing for me. Tell me to bring the juice because I got bring the, it. Bring the damn okay. juice. Let's right. go. The juice. It is, is being conference brought. week. And yes. no one need. We don't need sleep. Who no, sleeps? Exactly. No, one no sleep, sleep is for the week. wicked. Okay, I got it. I got it. Juice is here. The juice is here, and if you love the Punt and Pass podcast, we've got a bunch of exciting news just for you. Tomorrow, Friday night, 6.30 p.m., we are doing a live taping of the Punt and Pass podcast at Sweetwater Brewery in Atlanta. If you're coming in town for the game, if you live in Atlanta, get your weekend started early. Get it started right. Come hang out with Aaron and I at the Sweetwater Brewery. In Atlanta, 6.30 p.m. for a live podcast taping. We'll be hanging out, drinking some beers, talking football. Nothing better. Before that, Aaron, at the SEC Fanfare, an awesome event that goes on at the Georgia World Congress Center all weekend long. You and I will be on the press box stage from 4 p.m. to 4.45 p.m. in an interview format with Rachel Barabo. She is on the SEC Network, I believe. She's also on College Sports radio station on Sirius XM, so that'll be sweet. Of course, Aaron, again, we're out live Saturday morning at Stats Brew Pub. This is in downtown Atlanta, right in between the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and the College Football Hall of Fame. We'll be showing up at 11 a.m. until 12 p.m. Aaron and I will be signing a few autographs before, a few after, and doing another live podcast taping so if you're going to get your morning started early before the game which i know a lot of fans will be myself included come hang with us at stats brew pub if you're coming out holler at us on social media at punt and pass on twitter and instagram punt and pass at gmail.com aaron is at aaron murray 11 i am at drew butler 13 and guess what aaron we're talking 
games today. It's Thursday. The weekend is officially started because it's conference championship week in the Southeast, and I know a lot of people are pretty much shutting it down. We're talking games today. We're going to be breaking down some conference championship games, breaking a bit of news also. What's going on, dude? All this news breaking is just absolutely insane. What a week for college football. My head is about to explode with... I, I tell you what, it's, it's hard to go to work. One, because of the, the conference championship. I'm just like, yeah, I work, okay. man. I grind okay. over here. And okay. I get like four hours of sleep a night if I'm lucky. <laughs> Sharon's about to whoop my butt because I'm doing a podcast and she's just reading a book or something. Um, you know, it's it's an awesome week. and We're just counting down the days to get to Saturday. The excitement. My boss even was like, listen. Your I boss? Know you guys aren't gonna, Thrill you know, Matthews? Will, Thrill Matthews is okay. like, listen, I know you guys aren't going to be you know really – engaged Friday. So this is what we're going to do. We're going golfing. Hey, we're taking the boys. We're I going like golfing a little retreat, get out and about, have some fun. Um, it, it just, I think everyone's checked out. I think by tomorrow afternoon, people are going to be checked out. They're going to be going out Thursday, having some fun Friday. I don't see too much going on. So if you want to have some fun, like Drew said, meet us at Sweetwater at six 30, we're going to do a live show. We're going to have some fun, do some interactions. We're going to take questions and uh, get ready for an exciting Saturday because a lot of this stuff, hell yeah! I tell you what, it means a lot for the playoffs, and and that's what we all care about. It is quarterfinals weekend. It is quarterfinals weekend for the college football playoff. We're gonna dip into those games in just a little bit, but news breaking yesterday that Tennessee was turned down yet again. Aaron, they went after Jeff Brom, who's the head coach at Purdue, previously the head coach at Western. Kentucky, and I believe he accepted an offer. These are the reports, so they're speculative. He accepted an offer. Tennessee had the acceptance. They went to the chancellor with the buyout included, and the chancellor did not sign off on it. So the athletic director, John Curry, went back to Jeff Brom with a lower offer, and Jeff Brom said thanks, but no thanks. He's staying at Purdue. Now it's being said that they're going after Dave Doran, who is the head coach at NC State. I don't know why they'd go there, Aaron. It seems like to me they're trying to purposefully stay away from people with Tennessee ties so it makes them save face. And they come out looking like, hey, we got the guy we wanted, which of course is not true. But they don't want to make it seem like public perception swayed their decision. Or maybe, because I, I think T. Martin would be the best decision. Maybe they're waiting for for USC to get through this game this weekend versus Stanford. I'm sure okay. T. Martin wants no distractions. It's a big game for for USC Southern Cal, and he's maybe say maybe him or his agents like, hey, listen, you guys do your due diligence, see if you can get someone. But for me, I need to focus on this game. If we win, lose, whatever, hit me up Saturday night, and we'll plan for me yeah, to get like on a little boss. plane ride to Tennessee. We can sit down and talk shop and see what happens from there. So that may be one of the problems why this whole team okay. thing isn't escalating as well as fast as we maybe anticipated it might. Yeah, they're getting ready for a conference championship game, which we will touch on. Stanford and USC kicking it off in the Pac-12 championship Friday night at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. On yesterday's podcast, also, Aaron, you and I mentioned an interesting head coaching candidate for one certain school out west, that being Arizona State University, have cornered in Herm Edwards of ESPN sub-500 football coach, been on ESPN for quite some time, and uh, I saw a few statistics today, and it just makes me laugh 
out loud. God bless Herm Edwards, honestly. The guy is 63 years old, okay, getting back in the fold of college football after not having coached at any rate in a long time. But Aaron, get this, the last time he coached in college, he was the defensive backs coach at San Jose State University from 1987 to 1989. I was born in 1989. That's 28 years ago. Do you know how many rules have changed in college football in 28 years? This not, dude's going to be rules. studying recruiting rules. All this nonsense. There ain't no way, dude. Why? Well, it's not even just recruiting. It's 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 the personalities of these players. Oh my! The goodness. the catering to them. He probably doesn't know how to use Twitter or Instagram, and oh, the recruiting is Twitter. so much involved with Twitter. He hates Twitter, but that's how you recruit nowadays. You you. You uh, like these kids' posts, and you tweet at them, and you direct message them. I mean, those are the ways to kind of sneak around some of the rules, and he has no idea how to do any of that, nor does I think he does he want to do any of that craziness. It's just uh, – it's so out of touch. I, I don't understand what they're doing. Again, you have people like Kevin Sumlin, Scott Frost, whose wife is from Scottsdale, Arizona, Lane Kiffin. I mean, there are big-time names – with good resumes in college coaching and recruiting. Aaron, I'll throw your name in the mix. This is getting outrageous. We should, honestly, I said it yesterday. Stop the podcast, dude. You and I can coach ball. I promise you. At least we have enough connections to where we can make it happen. I will gladly go live in Tempe, at Scottsdale, wherever it is. I mean, just. Paradise Valley? Hello. Play golf in the offseason all day. You're no good at golf. It gets a little little too hot. Yeah, I'm not too good. That's why we're going to practice (laughs) a little bit on on Friday. Okay. Get my swing down a little bit more. Absolutely. But you're you're so right. It it is. It's head scratching. It's mind boggling. I think everybody is on bated breath trying to figure out who's going to end up where on this coaching carousel hey i got another piece of news to break this is pretty cool aaron i told you about this a few weeks ago but i got the official notice and this is the last bit of news i'll break before we dip into conference championship week and start previewing games next week next thursday in atlanta is the espn college football award show presented by home depot this is where they announce the walter camp all-american team this is where they give out the davey o'brien award uh, among every other award for the top position player at their respected positions in college football. And um, I won an award in 2009, which ages me, but I won the Ray Guy Award for the nation's top punter. And I got a phone call from the Augusta Sports Council a couple weeks ago, and I get to present the award on national Atta TV, boy. on ESPN. So uh, everybody who listens to Punt and Pass... Tune in next Thursday, 7 p.m., ESPN College Football Award Show. When they announce the top punter in the nation, it'll be me up there. Hopefully, hey, I don't, don't get, pull hey, a Don't Steve get Harvey. nervous. Hopefully, don't I don't pull a, uh, what was that oh, guy's goodness. name from the Oscars who just completely yep. whiffed? I won't <sighs> do that. I won't don't, do that. Please don't. Don't embarrass the pun pass like that. But no. hey, listen, before we before we get going, I got a couple little little fun facts of the night is my, for my own what self over here. I know it's Please. not my role, but I'm going to jump in there just because we're talking about obviously Dan Mullen and, and at Florida and getting the recruiting thing okay. going. Just a couple two couple things. First off, he landed his first commitment as the Florida head coach. Was it you? It was not did me. You, did you commit to he, he landed a four star offensive line? Chris bleach bleach. I think it's probably you pronounce his name from Pennsylvania. He flipped from UCLA to Florida, 
And then I love Georgia. University of Georgia, I just saw it on Dog Post. They just posted a picture with Coach McGee visiting five-star quarterback commit Justin Fields, comma, tonight. Just throwing a little jab. time of the year. Just throwing a little jab after Dan Mullen was visiting him last night. They're going to make sure that their big five-star quarterback doesn't go anywhere besides Athens. So, so they're doing their due diligence. So think about that. Dan Mullen's got nothing going on in the way of football preparation. Coach McGee just got off the practice field getting ready for the SEC championship with a spot for the college football playoff on the line. He gets done with practice, heads over to Metro Atlanta, checks on his boy Justin Fields. Wow. It'd be nice to be Justin Fields right now. I know that mm-hmm. much. Listen, the I, there's, a little, there's a little Christmas tree behind him. There's a lot of... A lot of presents right now going on. I don't know where they're coming from. but right. One more thing. One more thing. I heard this today on 680 The Fan and Atlanta Sports Radio. A lot of people understood and noticed when Gary Danielson, your boy, your CBS Sports colleague, last week during the Iron Bowl, mentioned that while he was meeting with Kirby Smart a week prior, Kirby had brought up that they sent in a, a large amount of plays, six or so plays, to the Southeastern Conference regarding Auburn's secondary possibly holding excessively, all right? Now, myself, and I think you understand this as well, having played football in college in the NFL, you know that this happens every single week. There's only one way that you can hold referees accountable, right? You review them. The coaching staff looks at what happened on the game film, sees XYZ, sends XYZ into the league office. The league office then grades the referees based on a system, and then the best referees get to work in the best games, like the SEC Championship, like the college football playoff. That's how it works. Same way in the NFL. Gary Danielson comes out during the Iron Bowl, not even a Georgia game, mentions Kirby Smart, says it kind of off the cuff, and then throws in the, well, I don't know if this is off the record or not, but here it is. Today he doubled down and said, no, I completely stand by what I said. I want to know what that production meeting is going to be like Friday night when Gary and Kirby get into that room at whatever hotel they're staying at in Atlanta. It's going to be crickets. That's what it's going to be like. There's going to be. I love it. I, I I think Kirby's the type that you don't obviously you don't want to get on his bad yeah, side you because don't cross him. Well, he he's been he he's been in the the saving world of you know don't say anything to the media, don't tell him anything. Um, you know you Saban's conference news conferences every week are just uh, they're comical, they're fun to watch. You know he just does not want to be there. I don't think any coach wants to be in those production meetings. It's just a hassle. It's no, they don't want to be there. Just me being on the other side now, yeah, dude, you can feel the tension. That, you're an enemy. Yeah, on the enemy now, they're just like counting down like, all right, what, how many more questions do you have? I got more stuff to do. I got to keep prepping for this game. Uh, so it's uh, he. I think Gary's going to know real early what questions he can and can't ask. And uh, I think Kirby's going to be shut down and kind of distant during that meeting. So To quote the great LeVar Ball, Stay in yo lane, okay? When you go in that meeting, just stay in your lane. I mean, ask the fluff questions and get out. You got plenty of content. You're ready to rock and roll for Saturday's throwdown in the bends, 4 p.m., Georgia versus Auburn. We're talking about that tomorrow live at Sweetwater. So if you want to hear it, be there, and then we'll put it up late night. Aaron, let's get into the games, dude. Let's start off. This is the first conference championship game of the weekend. It's the Pac-12 championship. 
It's Friday, December 1st at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Number 12, Stanford, who is 9-3, is playing number 10, USC. They're 10-2. and two. This one's at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. USC is a four-point favorite. The over-under is 58-and-a-half. And the talking point here is going to be preseason Heisman favorite against a current Heisman hopeful. That's Sam Darnold, the quarterback at Southern Cal, and Bryce Love, the running back at Stanford. I think if USC wins with a bunch of help, maybe, just maybe, they can backdoor a top-four spot for the college football playoff. Stanford's playing really good, obviously, late. They whooped up on Notre Dame last weekend. But don't forget, Aaron, in Week 2, USC beat Stanford 42-24. to What are you expecting? What do you see here? Is this one that people should be tuning into? I say yes, tune into it while you're at Sweetwater Brewery with Aaron and myself. Yeah, completely agree. Come have a brew with us and watch this game. But did you really just say that USC is a a chance to backdoor? I said said maybe, just maybe with a lot of help. There's no chance. There's no chance. What if everybody I I, Honestly, I don't know if I could come up with a scenario (laughs) that would make enough sense to get USC in the championship. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's good to know. Thank you. But I I, I think that's going to be a better game. I think Stanford, they started the season off one and two. Ever since then, they've been rolling. They're A and one. Bryce Love, like you said, one of the Heisman guys right now. Maybe he's probably going to come in second or third place in the Heisman, just in my opinion. He's going to need a really, really big night and say Baker Mayfield just to craft the bed versus TCU. Dude's been balling over 1,800 yards, 16 touchdown. He's had a 200-yard game. He's had a 300-yard game. And then their quarterback, KJ Costello, coming off his best game of the season, four touchdowns versus Notre Dame. So the team has gotten better each and every week, which is very impressive to me. And then USC, just going to Sam Darnold, a guy that early in the season people were saying, oh, he's the first pick in the draft yeah. next year. He's the Heisman favorite. His first, what was it? I think first six games of the season, he threw nine interceptions. I think every game he was throwing like two picks. I'm like, I don't know if it was the pressure. I know he lost a lot of receivers last yeah. year, and he's kind of breaking in some new receivers. Since then, since those the, those first six games, he has gone better, only three interceptions, but just has not been the, the big Heisman favorite, hopeful first-round draft pick that we were all kind of anticipating, especially the way he finished the season off last year. They do run the ball well. Ronald Jones, 16 touchdowns this year. Um, it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a great game. Like I said, Stanford has been playing really well ever since those first three games of the season. They play defense great. You know they're going to run the ball great. I think it's going to come down to, just like most of these games, come down to turnovers. Yep. Uh, if Sam Darnold does a great job of not turning the ball over, which we talked about, he has not done great this season, I think USC will win. I think they're just more talented. But if Sanford can somehow find a way to get some turnovers and then also eat up clock offensively, if they continue to run the ball well, win the time of possession, they win the time of possession in the turnover battle, which are two huge things, and I think they can. I think Stanford has a chance to upset USC. I think Stanford does also, just based on the way they're playing lately. You just mentioned it about Sam Darnold. I think the two biggest thing that NFL coaches and really – his own college coaches are looking for is consistency in decision-making. If he can take care of the ball and just play with a little bit of consistency, move the chains, connect on short to intermediate passes, get in a flow, better things tend to happen for USC. They are a favorite here, Aaron. They're a four-point favorite, but I like Bryce Love. You know, I stay up late 
on the weekends. I watch Pac-12 after dark. I have invested interest in the Pac-12 after living in Arizona for almost four years. And Stanford's good. I was in Palo Alto just this past August. That's a fantastic campus. That's great people. I kind of like Stanford now. USC's number 10. Stanford's number 12. I like Stanford. Stanford, I believe, has not lost a Pac-12 championship game that they've played in yet. And I think the Pac-12 championship game has been going on for six seasons, Aaron. And the That's North it. may be 6-0. Is that a correct stat from your boy DB well, right the, there? The, the Pac-12, the Pac this is only USC's second time in the Pac-12 championship game. They lost the first one, so this is their second chance okay. being able to do it. But what was the, uh, the the craziness with your numbers that we've been doing the past couple of weeks? What was it called? Oh, transitive properties. Tran I got a transitive property. Thank right you. Now. Recurring segment. I, got, I don't know how to do pass. it, but I'm going to... Okay, I'm give it to me. A, we'll break it down. I'm you. terrible at math, but I'm going to try to do it on the fly. Right, try to break it down on the fly right here. Well, I'm just going to give a little something. Anyway, Stanford in their last five games, they've been Notre Dame, and they've been Washington, who Washington was the number nine team in the country at the time. Okay. Notre Dame was number eight. They beat Notre Dame last week 38-20. to 20. USC lost to Notre Dame 49-14. to 14. Okay, so hold on. 49 Whoa. minus 14 the is 35. And then what was the score of the... Um, Stanford won 38 to 20. So add 18 to that, correct? Sure. I don't Stanford's know Stanford's going to win by 53. Just, That's the transitive property right there. That's the transitive property. Stanford's going to beat USC by 53 points. There so you go. take the points. I would just say take the home dog because Stanford's right down the road. They're in Palo Alto. This game's in Santa Clara. So I'm taking the home dog. You just talked it into me with a transitive property brought to you right here by Aaron Murray. Stanford's going to win by 53 points, but that's my pick, Aaron. I'm taking the four points. I want Stanford. What about you? I think, I, I think the game is going to come down to running. I think Bryce Love and that Stanford offense is going to win the time of possession. So I think it's going to be a close game. And, and I, I'm going to take the four points as well for Stanford. I think they're going to cover. I think they have a great chance to win. I think they're going to get some turnovers. And like I said, they're going to win the time of possession. Bryce Love is going to have a great game, but not good enough to win the Heisman at the end of the day. But he'll still be in New York. All right. All right. So Bryce Love goes to New York. We both take the points. This will be a fun game to watch. And I think it'll get everybody's juices flowing, especially with a few Sweetwater beers in your system while we're chilling at the brewery post punt and pass podcast where do you want to go next Aaron big 12 or big 10 dude let's let's get a little uh let's get a little big 10 action big 10 action let's go to my boys Wisconsin okay they're your boys they're your boys the big 10 championship is this Saturday night September or geez September whoa what am I doing Saturday December 2nd 8 p.m on Fox number eight Ohio State who's nine and two is taking on the undefeated number four Wisconsin Badgers. This one's at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. Surprisingly, even though Wisconsin's undefeated, Ohio State is favored by six and a half points. The over-under is an expected 51 and a half points. Wisconsin Aaron's looking to finish an undefeated season in the Big Ten. If they win, they're going to the college football playoff. If the favorite Ohio State's wins, the Big Ten may be out completely. I think the most common scenario here is, is if Ohio State wins, Alabama has Alabama a great chance to have a play in the college football playoff. 
Questions? Is JT Barrett healthy? Can Urban Meyer get his inconsistent team to show up against a powerful Wisconsin team? Ohio State cannot afford to start slow like it did a week ago against Michigan. I think all Alabama fans will, for once, be rooting for Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think it's the first time there'll be room for Urban Meyer, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. I really like this Wisconsin team, and we touched about you it earlier in the like, week a little bit. Like. I do like this okay. Wisconsin team. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Ohio State right now, the distractions this week, it's insane. I think are are insane. Obviously, you have the Greg Schiano, all the distractions going on with him going to Tennessee, then not going to Tennessee, then you you're bringing up the past and the incidents that occurred at Penn state when he was there. Then now the JT Barrett incident this past week versus Michigan, where he ran into a cameraman. Now the, the, the big tens investigating it. So that locker room right now, there's a lot of outside noise, too much distraction, not enough focus on the football game. These kids are just still kids. I'm sure they're reading it. I'm sure they're getting their phones blown up left and right. Is your defensive coordinator leaving? Is your quarterback plan? What's going on with the investigation? All this nonsense, yes. and it's taken away from the football team. Where now you got Wisconsin, and you're not hearing anything. You're, you're Those totally boys right. are working, they're grinding. They have one mission. They've been playing well all season. That is the reason why I like Wisconsin, just because of the outside noise right now. Obviously, we'll get more in the X's and O's, but there's my, that's my number one spot right so there. So you're taking the points. You, you like them right off the bat. I mean, getting a touchdown this point probably moves to seven by kickoff on Saturday. You want that touchdown with Wisconsin's running game and defense. Huh? Will you just be willing to say that before we break it down real quick? I, I will I will say that right now. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like that. I will just tell you right now that I'm going to take Ohio State for whatever reason, except that they want to play spoiler, okay? They know that if they win, Wisconsin's out. I don't think Ohio State has a fat chance to get in. But if JT Barrett doesn't play, I'm going to go back to a couple years ago when JT Barrett didn't play and Cardale Jones stepped in and they went and won a national championship. Not exactly the same scenario this season, but it seems like Barrett may not play that backup last week in Ann Arbor looked poised he moved the offense with efficiency I think Urban Myers a smart enough coach to where he will be able to draw up some offense for this kid to be consistent and move the chains you're saying Dwayne Haskins you're you're saying he's he's a just a good of a chance as JT Baird so Dwayne Haskins is the backup yeah, he came in last week, six to seven, ninety-four yards That's versus Michigan. But That's all I need Michigan's a bad defense, okay. though. I, okay. If JT Barrett is not playing, no, but he might be is hurt. Absolutely... Is he hurt? That's my question. If he's yeah. not playing because he's hurt, yeah. But hurt if he goes out there and he's limping around at all and he gets banged up, I mean, he's banged up. He's yeah. been banged up for the year. Knees not feeling great. If he starts, I don't think he's going to be close to 100% to be able to go out there and do the things what he's been able to do for the majority of the season. So I question that a little bit. And then you look at the other side of the football, Wisconsin. They're ranked in the top two nationally. And I know they haven't played the best talent in the world, but still top two nationally in points allowed, yards allowed, rushing yards allowed, and passing yards allowed. That is a damn good yeah, football that's, team. That's a damn that's good quite defense. A resume. That is a very good defense. And then others had five touchdowns given up in the last seven games. I mean, this team is fast. Yeah. They're physical. They tackle well. They're playing with a lot of confidence. And that's just a defensive side of the football. You're not even talking about the offensive side when you got Jonathan Taylor, one of the best young backs in the game right now, just absolutely crushing it. The only question mark I have with, with Wisconsin is their quarterback, Alex Hornibrook. He's just a little too many interceptions. 
three interceptions versus Iowa, five in the last four games. He, if Trending he plays, downwards. if he plays a good game, I don't even need him to play a great game, just a good game where he takes care of the football, no interceptions, just give the ball to your big man, Jonathan Taylor, and just let him wear down that Ohio State defense. Play the field position game because you do have a great defense. Yeah. I think that's how Wisconsin wins this football game. They don't need to be creative. They don't need to be fancy. Play Ground old school. Pound. Play SEC football, yeah. which they've been doing. They've been playing great defense, and they've been running the ball really, really well. I think that's how you beat Ohio State. You know, I mean, uh, t- to your point, 12-0 and doesn't lie. You know, those defensive statistics, that resume doesn't lie. I'm going to simplify it. I like Urban Meyer in a big game better than Paul Christ. And for, for whatever Urban reason, Meyer, last big game, Urban, the last season got blown out I by know. Clemson. He's 31. Got to vindicate himself. This is the most 31. inconsistent team in America. Oklahoma this year, they got blown out. This is the most inconsistent team in America. They will figure out a way, and Urban Meyer is a smart enough coach to figure out a way to shake the whole thing up. I think he draws up something special. I'm not sure if JT Barrett will play due to injury, not because he's going to get seated for his backup. But if he does not play, I have faith in Urban Meyer that he will draw up an offense for my boy Haskins to be efficient and make plays. This is going to be a good game. This is going to be a close game. I think Ohio State wins late by a touchdown. So I will lay the six and a half. I'm going to take the favorite. Ohio State wins and Alabama fans everywhere are happy. Do you think it's going to be close, or is Wisconsin just going to play time possession, play field position, and wear them down by the fourth quarter? I think they're just going to wear them down. And you want to talk about Urban, and he's going to game plan, and no matter who's at quarterback, go back to the distractions. I don't know how much time he's going to have game plan this this week. He's been in press conference after press conference, dealing with his defensive coordinator, dealing with his quarterback. I mean, I, people don't realize that outside noise is so it, it's strong it's yeah. effective it's it's a pain in the butt to deal with and these kids like i said that they're still teenagers they're 18 19 20 20 year old kids uh that don't do a good job handling themselves uh and that outside noise off off the football field off the practice field so i think that is a huge advantage for wisconsin because they're not having to deal with anything right now I'm, I got Wisconsin win this game. I, okay. I like the football team. I like the way that I like their style of football. Um, I love that pro style offense, and I love a great defense. And I think that's what wins ball games, especially late in the season. Underdog Aaron taking the points both in the Pac-12 championship game with Stanford getting four, and the Big Ten championship game with Wisconsin getting six and a half. Again, I take Ohio State. I think they're going to win by a late touchdown. But we'll see. That remains to be seen. And the funny thing about that game is, is the SEC championship game will be all wrapped up. So they will be putting a bow on it in Indianapolis, figuring out who the top four is. Before we get on to our next two games, which will be the Big 12 championship and the ACC championship, I just got some news breaking across my phone. It's being reported that Arizona State is, in fact, going to hire Herm Edwards. Let's think about two things here. The athletic director at Arizona State is a guy named Ray Anderson. He used to be an executive in the NFL. He used to work, I believe, in the front office of the Atlanta Falcons. He was an ex-NFL agent. He was Herm Edwards' ex-NFL agent. So he's hiring one of his former clients. And get this, Aaron. It's being reported 
that Herm Edwards is going to keep the entire coaching staff at Arizona State. I, yeah, because who else would he br- who else would he bring in? He doesn't know you and you he and doesn't me. know any college coaches. This is insane. But good uh, luck to him. You know, good luck. No, to him. I would, I would not. I would not. Mill put Avenue my, is fantastic. Oh, Tempe's awesome. Good Mill luck. Avenue Herm is awesome. Wow. Oh, Herm. Herm Jeez. just wants to go somewhere warm where he can play golf more. So yeah, get out of Bristol. I don't blame him. I do not blame him. Hey, you know what I did today that was awesome? Play some golf. Oh, That's I probably. Wish, I wish my wife and I put up our Christmas tree. It nice. looks great. I'm staring at it right now. You want to see it? Can you see it dude, right dude, it, there? Can you see that? Look at that. It's pretty talented. It I'm getting nice. my Sunday. And I got the stockings up, too. You know what goes in my stockings? I told you this the other day. Socks. Socks, baby. And Socks, baby. To Sock Fancy. Yes. Yes. Our sponsor, yes. SockFancy.com, wants to let you know that now is the time to get your Christmas shopping Done. And if you go to sockfancy.com slash punt pass now, you will get an extra pair of socks added to any subscription for free. You can gift a sock fancy subscription for three months, six months, nine months, or a year long. And sock fancy handles the rest. If you don't like the socks you got, shipping's free. Ship them back. They take care of them and they swap them out and they give you a pair of that you want. Do not get it confused. I watched Home Alone tonight. I put up my Christmas tree. The stockings have been hung with care. December 1st is Friday. The holidays are here. Get your ass in gear, Aaron. Start shopping now. Cross it off your list with the perfect gift. Again, that's SockFancy.com slash PuntPass. Use the promo code PuntPass. That's P-U-N-T-P-A-S-S at checkout, and you will get a free pair of socks added to your subscription one last time everyone sockfancy.com slash punt pass for a free pair of socks added to your subscription the promo code is punt pass i love socks i love christmas so this is oh, fantastic the best time of the year i might just send herm edwards a sock fancy subscription and say brother it's hot out there in arizona so wear shorts with some sweet sock fancy stocks and step your game up. Maybe it'll step help it him get some swag when he goes out there yeah, and recruits get some these recruits. kids. <laughs> get some recruit swag. Wow. Okay, next game. What do you want to do? Do you want to tie the bow with the ACC championship? I think we should. Let's touch on the Big 12 Let's championship Let's tie the bow. Right now. Let's go. Okay, the Big 12 championship is Saturday, December 2nd. This one's at 12.30 p.m. on Fox. Number 11, TCU, who is 10-2, and two, is playing number 3, Oklahoma, who is 11-1. This one's at Jerry World, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Oklahoma is a touchdown favorite. The over-under is 63.5 points. These two teams, Aaron, played in Week 11. This is a rematch. Oklahoma beat TCU 38-20 to at home in Norman. If Oklahoma wins, they're in. Simple as that. If TCU wins, the Big 12 may be out of the college football playoff completely. With a big game, your boy, your man crush, Baker Mayfield, will wrap up the Heisman Trophy. Simple questions. Can Give him TCU the Heisman now. outscore Oklahoma? Check the Iowa State film. The blueprint is out there to stop Baker Mayfield and this offense. Can TCU outscore Oklahoma and of course, I have to mention them. Alabama fans will be tuning in because if somehow the Horn Frogs can get it done, Alabama's case gets better and better. Yeah, I don't. I think 
going just going to go back to my man crush Baker Mayfield, obviously, Please, of course. Yes, of course. The, he's in Jerry World. The lights are big. The guy loves the spotlight. He loves the the energy. He loves the antics on and off the field. Just going back to a few games ago when he's doing crotch grabs and flipping people <laughs> off. He's I mean, he loves kind. it. He's one of he a kind. He's one of a kind. He loves the energy. And and I don't know if you could say Iowa State gave the blueprint how to stop Baker Mayfield. I mean, when when Oklahoma played Iowa State, Baker Mayfield was 24 of 33, 306 yards and two touchdowns. I, I wouldn't consider that stopping him. Iowa State just won because Oklahoma had no defense that game, which they've had the majority of the season. Besides when they played TCU, when they played TCU, Kenny Hill Jr., Kenny Thrill, Kenny 13 Thrill. of 28, 270. Their running back, Darius Anderson, only 42 yards. So Oklahoma somehow, I think Oklahoma has the blueprint how to stop TCU's offense. Okay. The only time Oklahoma's really played well this entire season defensively, maybe a couple of games playing well for the majority, it has not been too bueno. One of those games was against TCU. I think Oklahoma, they have too much energy, too much juice Yeah. coming from Baker Mayfield. I had those boys winning, moving on. Sorry to Alabama. You better be hoping Ohio State wins because this ain't going to happen. Yeah, Oklahoma is just playing at such a high level right now. They routed West Virginia a week ago. I mean, go back to week 11. They handled business against TCU. But guess what, dude? Guess what? TCU is going to keep this one close. I want the points. I want the points here. Give me... The seven points, Gary Patterson, a great head coach. He's been at TCU for a very, very long time. He's always linked with some pretty big-time college football openings. He's defensive-minded. He's going to get his second crack at this offense, at Baker Mayfield. He's smart enough to understand how to put his players in a position to make a difference, do something different to not allow Oklahoma to score upwards of 40 Points Now, they may score 40 points in this game, but I think TCU's offense will show up. You just mentioned it. Oklahoma's defense has been stout in a few games, the TCU game in Week 11 being one of them. I think Kenny Thrill may or may not have a breakout game, and I think TCU will keep it close, but guess what? Again, another Butler guess what? Baker Mayfield has his Heisman moment inside that stadium this week, and I think there's going to be a breakout play. I think it'll be a play that ends up on the top 10 of SportsCenter. I don't even know if they do top 10 anymore because I don't watch SportsCenter, but he's going to have one of those moments. Oklahoma's going to win a close one. It's going to be a great weekend of football. Give me 42-38 Oklahoma wins. Mm. I got TCU with the points. Listen, listen, I'm going just just the plain it factor. Some okay. people have the it factor. Like myself. Some people you look you look at their you look in their eyes. You just look deep in their eyes. My dark they don't eyes. have the it factor. I have it's it. just they're scared. I have so you're it. saying not, you do have it. I'm you not have scared. It. I have the it they're factor. They're not scared. Look at Baker me, Mayfield has the it factor. I look at Kenny Hill Jr. I look into his eyes during games somehow through the <laughs> TV. I stare into his eyes. And he's shivering. He doesn't he's have it. Shivering. He looks nervous. He's scared. He does not have the it factor. Damn. No it factor for Kenny. Wow. Okay. I'm going to well, say it right now. Kenny Thrill does not and have And that the is it the difference maker in this game. Because both teams, they run the ball decently. They're not built to run it. They're built more of a passing team. Obviously, they're in the Big 12. Yes. Yeah, then you have to go to the quarterback. 
who has the it factor? Who's the guy in the big moment who's going to shine? Most certainly Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield at the end of the day. I think Kenny Hill is going to poop the bed. Poop so you're bed. laying the points. You're taking the favor here. I'm laying the points. Okay. I'm, taking, I'm taking Oklahoma. All right. They're rolling. Baker Mayfield's going to stiff arm everyone to New York, to the Heisman. Game over. And by the way, this is funny, funny story because you brought the, the sports center top 10, which I don't even know if they do anymore either. <laughs> so my second to last game this season, we're up in Boston. I'm up in, in Fenway Park, which is sweet. Yeah, that was awesome. The, the Boston College UConn game. And someone had an amazing run catch. I don't know what it was. And I yell out, man, that's an S a sports center top 10 play or ESPN top 10 play. And my producer gets to my ear, Aaron, you work for CBS. You can't, can't use the word that. ESPN. Can't. <laughs> you I can't like, mention oh, the mothership, dude. Come on. Well, now. First off, that's my second fumble of the night. My first fumble, I packed the wrong jacket. You know, we have our CBS logo jackets. Oh, geez. I packed my plain blue blazer. So we're about to get on the air. And my producer's like, where's your jacket? And I'm like, it's on. He said, no, it's not. Look down. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What they do? So, Superimpose so, it? No, they just they they filmed me from like the head up, so they didn't get down to the jacket, so it was fine. Oh, but uh, I had a couple goodness. fumbles that game. I'm still I was, I'm still a rookie. Man. It was I'm your rookie season, but now you're a first year player. You're heading into your second year, so those no more Listen, excuses. Excuses are for the incompetent. Hey, be, be on the lookout. Got a call from the uh, the the head of talent today from from CBS. Did he ask about me? I think, I, they, of course they did. They want you and I to have our own games next year, <laughs> yes, which would be, be actually, great. I think that'd be really smart. And if they were, they would love that. I can but, learn on the fly. Go ahead, please. Yeah, it's easy. Your boy may be doing the, the CBS pregame show on the field before the game. Oh, for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be able to handle that. You don't have the it factor. You just said it. Dude, I got the it factor. I got the eye of the tiger right now. Congrats, I'm ready to man. rock and roll. Dude, think about I may that. not sleep for the next nights. Think well, the thing that. is, well, we're doing all of our events Saturday. Then I got to flip it over and put a suit on. So I'll be wearing a suit in the stands the entire game, which I don't know how comfortable that's going to be. But, hey, I'm going to have my power red tie on national TV. Dude, let's Ready do to rock and roll. Okay, do you know any other podcast that will have one co-host doing the SEC pregame show for the SEC championship on – CBS Sports, and then another co-host presenting a national award on ESPN just a week later. There is no yeah, other that's podcast. That's why we know what we're doing. Exactly. We know. There is no doubt, dude. There There's, is no doubt. We're the okay. best. We're the best. Let's go. Whew, I'm fired up. Last game that we're going to touch on today. I ain't going to bed tonight. Again, like midnight? I ain't bed no, tonight. Let's no. just keep rolling. Hell no. Sleep. Let's no sleep. Team no sleep. Hashtag team no sleep. Last game of this episode. Again, tomorrow. Friday, December 1st, 6.30 p.m., Sweetwater Brewery. It's an SEC Championship edition of the Punt and Pass podcast. Be there or be square. I love Sweetwater beer, and I cannot wait to hang out with everyone, have a great time, and get this party started. But right now, to wrap up this episode, Aaron, we're going hey, wait, to Charlotte. Wait, wait. Time up, out. Please. Before we go to Charlotte, before yeah. we go to Charlotte, are we going to give any love to my UCF Knights? Which yeah, Memphis? dude, we'll do that. You want to do that right now? Yeah, just a quick little oh, love. I mean, man. Aaron I've, I've calls covered UCF. Okay. I, I'm calling it audible. I've covered UCF twice. You have. I got to give you. Your I note. got like pages of notes on UCF right oh, now. Oh, great! Let's I just want to just it. everybody's just really spill. interested. Everyone's in what UCF's ready. About. Hey, you just I got it book. though. I got it. Let hey, me hey, go ahead and throw Scott this Frost one out is for on everybody. his way out. You know, he's going to go out with a bang with the conference championship. They're going to be in the New Year's Six Bowl. A lot of good things are they happening will. for UCF right now. Okay, well then let's go. 
to the American Athletic the American Championship. Athletic this one's Trump. at 12 p.m. on ABC. It's Saturday, December 2nd. Number 20, Memphis, who's 10-1, and one, is taking on number 14, Central Florida, who is undefeated. That's right, Aaron. They are 11 and no. Central Florida is a touchdown favorite. Get this. The over-under is a whopping 82 points. Scott Frost going to have his head on straight. You'll be able to answer that. A lot of people expecting him to take the Nebraska head coaching vacancy when it's all said and done. If Central Florida can continue its run for an undefeated season, they will most certainly end up at a New Year's Six Bowl, and it's looking like the Chick-fil-A Bowl right here in Atlanta, Georgia. What happens if... In this game, Mr. Murray. First off, I'm taking the over. Are you 100 over 82? Listen, just listen. So Memphis is. I'm just going to go over the the last over 82. Aaron's calling it out. The last five games for Memphis. This is how many points they've scored: 70, 66, 41, 56, 42. UCF has scored. 49, 45, 49, 31, 73. So this might be the longest college football game of all time. It is going to be the longest game of all time. We may hit, we're definitely hitting triple digits in this one. It's going to be a hundred plus. It's going to be crazy. Cool. I like that. I got UCF winning. I think they're, they're super talented on offense. I like their quarterback, McKenzie Milton, seen him a couple times this year. He's had a great season, second year in the offense, 30 touchdowns, six picks, and they may have the fastest the fastest player in all of college football, Adrian Killens Jr., running back, can put him at receiver, put him at slot. Man can do it all. And then they got a great defense. They got some big 300-pounders at the defensive line, some great DNs. Memphis, their quarterback, Riley Ferguson, everyone's hyped on him. Oh, he's a big arm. He's good. I turned the film on him. I don't think he's accurate. Okay. I don't think he's accurate at all. I, I think he does have a big arm. And he sits back in the pocket and just launches bombs all day. And that's pretty much why everyone's just fascinated. I don't think the Duke can hit a slant to save his life. Um, and UCF, they have a great, like I said, great defensive line. They have some great DBs. I don't think he's going to have the time in the pocket to just sit back there and just throw bombs all day and showcase his big, talented arm. He's going to have to be more accurate. And then going back, USC, UCF already beat Memphis earlier this season, 40 to 13. And in that game, Riley Ferguson threw three INTs versus UCF. So I got my boys UCF winning. They're going to send Scott Frost off with a championship in that conference and then a bowl victory as well, depending on who they play. I will agree with you, and I will agree with your expert analysis. You have been up close and personal with this Central Florida Golden Knights program all season long. They seem to be unstoppable in that conference. I'll take the over also. I'll get in on the action early in the day. I'll take the over. I may place my bet while standing with you at Stats Brew Pub in Atlanta while we do another live taping of the Punt and Pass podcast. But it seems like Scott Frost is on a mission. He wants to be undefeated heading into that New Year's Six Bowl against possibly Georgia. We'll mention that tomorrow night on our live podcast at Sweetwater Brewery. But, Aaron, I'm with you. I'm going to lay the seven points Memphis cannot keep up with Central Florida. Central Florida's got something special going on. This one's in Orlando, Florida, and it'll be fun to flip between that and the Big 12 championship game Saturday early afternoon. Thanks for that, Aaron. I think everybody was thrilled to get that Central Florida insight, if not for a great betting tip. So we appreciate Damn right, it, Aaron. Baby. Are you ready to go to Charlotte now? Yeah, let's go to Charlotte Okay, now. let's do it. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's go to Charlotte. This is the ACC championship game, Saturday, December 2nd, 8 p.m., ABC. Number seven, Miami is 10 
and one. They're playing the number one ranked Clemson Tigers. Clemson's eleven and one. This one's at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Clemson, my Clemson Tigers, Aaron. My, I'm the bandwagon leader of the Clemson mm-hmm. Tigers. Mm-hmm. They are a heavy favorite. They are a nine and a half point favorite. The over under here is forty six and a half points. A playoff berth is on the line in this battle of ACC heavyweights. Miami's coming off their only loss of the season, falling to Pittsburgh last Friday with a lackluster offensive performance. Clemson seems to be finding their groove at the right time, and they are healthy as well. I said it once. I'll say it again. A healthy Clemson is quite possibly the best team in the nation. They've been performing extremely well in big-time games the past couple of seasons. Can this trend continue? Aaron, the turnover chain must make a big impact Saturday night, and the Canes have to score off of each one to win this game. You want a bold prediction? Do you want a bold prediction? Bring on the bold Clemson prediction. wins by 21-plus, baby. This one is wrapped up. Coach Rick, I love you. Thomas Brown, I love you. Stacey Searles, I like you. Todd mm. Hartley, Question my, 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 my ball boy in college who's now the special teams coordinator at Miami. You're the man, but Clemson is damn good. This one's going to get out of hand. I'm telling you right now. I I was a big, after Miami had a couple big wins, obviously the Notre Dame win, uh, the, the Virginia Tech win, the Virginia win where they kind of finished it off late in the fourth quarter. I was like, man, this Miami team's legit. And then they go, crap the bed at Pittsburgh. I should have listened to you. And then they've had some bad news ever since that. They're starting yeah. tight end, Chris Hurdon, Hurdon, Hurt on, not hard on, hurt on <laughs> knee injury. Chris hard on. What's up, brother? <laughs> Chris hard on. Okay. He's just getting just knocked around left and right. Now he's getting knocked around from the punt pass. <laughs> Second in the team receptions and touchdown. He's out gone for the game. Then one of their stud receivers who's been battling injuries all year. Richards hurt his knee today in practice. Going to need it. Jeez. Surgery. He's out. So Malik Rogier, who had probably one of his worst games gets benched then put back in and then now coach Rick saying, he's our guy. He's our man. We're going with him from here on out losing to- two of his best guys for this whole season. Uh, it, just, it worries bad me. Timing. It worries me. It's bad timing, one especially after a big upwards, loss. One team is yes. trending downwards and Clemson. I was surprised. I thought South Carolina would put on a better showing, especially at South Carolina. Clemson came in there and whooped their yeah. butt. It's going to come down to me in my opinion. Obviously, the defense is Clemson has a great defense. I think Miami, the turnover chain, they're going to need it. They're going to need their safety. Jaquan Johnson, who has four interceptions on the year, they're going to need him to put the chain on about two or three times. But Kelly Bryant on the Clemson side, if he can play mistake free, maybe I'll give him one interception, okay. just one, because I want to see the turnover chain. I really <laughs> want to see it just one time. I want to see game. it in prime time. I want to see it in prime time. I'll give him one pick. But if he can be accurate with the football and then when, when things get just crazy, don't throw it up. Use yeah. your legs. You're athletic. You got 10 rushing touchdowns this year. You can do it with your legs. Go out there and do it. And then your boy, I think you really like this guy. I think if so, if you had a, a, a man crush Monday, I don't know why I'm feeling it. Hunter Renfro. Oh, yeah, dude. I follow him on Instagram. I follow yes, him on Instagram. I knew, That's I my knew guy. It. I could just feel it. Yeah. The kid just Number makes, 13, he makes dude. big. He makes big plays in big moments. I think he's going to make a couple this game. I hate to say it because I said it last week and I said the week before that Miami was going to beat Clemson, but 
with the injuries and the way Miami looked last week and the way Clemson looked, man, I got to take Clemson on this one. It hurts me. I don't think it's going to be a 20 point game. I think they, I think they will cover the spread. I, I just don't think Miami's offense can hang with that Clemson defense. Yeah. So we both pick Clemson here minus the nine and a half points. Miami's just outmatched. Clemson's healthy. They're playing extremely well. They're used to this environment. They know what it takes to win an ACC championship and then a semifinal game and then a national championship game. They've done it the past two years playing and making it to the national championship game. This is common territory for them. I am proud of Coach Rick, the ACC's 2017 Coach of the Year, for what he's been able to accomplish in a short order at Miami. But... Clemson's too much. This is a very, very good team. Their front seven on defense is dominant. Kelly Bryant will play mistake-free. The turnover chain will be quiet. Clemson wins by 21-plus. That's a bold prediction. Mm. It is a correct prediction. Tweet me on Saturday night at Drew Butler 13 and just say, Drew, you are so smart. Thank you so much. True, true, true. So I got a funny tweet. Someone just tweeted me right now. Thank you. Let me let me find it real quick. What just about it? your, um, obviously about your your smarts. This is probably I, I was dying laughing. He said I always listen, but they're but make sure if you listen to their picks, listen to Aaron Murray and not Drew Butler. His theories. <laughs> Who his said theories, that? His theories are a little crazy sometimes, but Give it's a freaking awesome name. podcast. Give me the he name. He tied you in two to it's Dogs Fan 2017, Scott J. Scott Shout J. Out Scott J. He recognizes who makes the legit picks. Scott J, in what the hell podcast. are you talking about, man? <laughs> Turn your brain on, dude. I've been giving out fire takes for the past three weeks, bro. My picks are on fire, and I'm going. Five and zero, oh, six and zero oh this week. I'm going six and zero. Oh. Come on, Scott J. Dogs fan, 2017. What are you talking about, man? Oh, Thanks man, for I listening. I was just dying rate, review, it. subscribe. Hey, thanks for listening. We Speaking appreciate of that, everybody subscribe, review, rate the thing. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Help us out a little bit. What do you say, Aaron? Come on, we're, we're trending. The, we are trending in the right way. Once up about all these teams, Clemson going the right direction. <laughs> dude, bring I think me the Clemson. pass right I'll now. Is is heading? Dude, we're undefeated. Yeah, we're, we're rolling right now. Punt and Pass is undefeated. And Aaron, that wraps up this edition of Punt and Pass. We're taking it strong. Tomorrow is going to be a blast. Again, we are live at Sweetwater Brewery in Atlanta, Georgia, 6.30 p.m. Come hang out. Come have some beers. Start your weekend off right, and it's conference championship weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. You want to update the people on where you'll be? I mean, I know I mentioned the fanfare will be at Stats Saturday. I mean, you got a bunch going on. What's up, dude? Any any final dude, words? Dude, I want to be all over the place. I need to find a way to get some sleep at least maybe, uh, you know, hopefully tomorrow night, Thursday night to just kind of get my mind right for, for the weekend because as soon as I'm done getting a little 18 in on Friday, it's just one after the other until after the game. Cherokee. Oh, I love Cherokee. Have you ever played there? Oh, Cherokee. I've never played there. We're playing, They're letting we're playing you out there. Course. Cherokee. <laughs> it's a fantastic course. Holy you know, shit. Good luck, Will buddy. Charles a member there. So I, oh, I didn't he, know Charles a member at Cherokee. Yeah, he yeah. trusts me enough to not tear it up too bad. So Nice. It's a great track. You'll have a blast. I'm sure it'll be a good atmosphere there, too, with everybody in Listen, if, if I'll see if, if we need an eighth. We'll see if we... Uh, We'll get we'll get a little Drew in there too. Let's roll. Absolutely, that'd yes. be great. And I'd probably shoot a nice little sixty-eight. Take it on to the Oof. weekend, baby. It's gonna be. I'm gonna shoot a nice fun. about ninety-eight, and I'll be ready to rock and roll. <laughs> 
All right, bro. Appreciate your time. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Again, everybody holler at us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, puntandpass at gmail.com. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at Drew Butler 13. Thanks for tuning in to the best college football podcast in the nation, and we will see you in person tomorrow. Talk to you then. See you.